Jenny Green. Weekdays from 3 on 2FM. The sound of the nation. I am delighted to say that life is looking up for Hermitage Green's Barry Murphy. They are back gigging. Their album High Generation is out now and his ultimate hell week is over. Barry, how are you? I'm great, Jenny. How are you? I'm good. I need to start off. I have so many things I want to talk to you about, but my entire news feed last weekend was full of your gig in Vickers Street. It lo- um, Before I even realised, I was looking at all these pictures and I was like, who is this? And I clicked in and went, oh my God. Like It was incredible looking. Oh, look, I'd gladly talk about Vickers Street for as long as you <laughs> want it because it was... Uh... It was. It wasn't even a little bit our best gig ever. It was the best gig I, I've ever been involved in. It was unbelievable. It really was. It just like we'd done maybe what six gigs over the last few weeks. We've done the Opera House and and the INEC and uh, Black Box, and they were brilliant. So we'd kind of maybe forgotten that it was it was going to be people's first proper gig back and. It wasn't until we walked on the stage, it was like, oh, my God. Like, do you remember going to your first ever big gig or something? I think, you know, when you're a teenager, that's what it kind of felt like. It was spine tingling. The crowd were like just unbelievable, singing every word. And like Vicar Street is one of my favorite venues and our first time playing it. So, oh, look, it was uh, it was so special. The roof was lifted off. But we also had really nice, intimate moments and um yeah, look, it's uh, we're back, we're back with, and you could kind of sense like there was, there was a moment when Dan was singing a, a quiet enough song, and halfway through the set, and I got to take a minute to kind of take my ears out, my ears out, and just realize how long it's been. It's been two years of just what a weird. It felt like a dream that we've been through, and now we're. Mm. I never thought we'd have this moment that we're back and you know even like throughout that we didn't we didn't see each other the band for months and and then we're, you're looking down to the crowd and seeing people that I hadn't you know that have been to gigs over the years that you hadn't seen in so long and it was just oh my god it was the most special special night I've ever had. I think when you're standing out on the stage like that there's you know you're talking about the gig and it's just it's the things that maybe we all took for granted that we thought would always be there and that when you're doing maybe a low back to back you just feel tired and exhausted and suddenly you find yourself back out on the stage and you say I'm never ever going to moan about this ever again. Was that, <laughs> yeah. fe- was that feeling there for you? Absolutely. It really was. I didn't want to get off the stage at the end. Encore! I'm doing another I was, one. <laughs> I was screaming through the microphone. I was pointing at all the people out there. I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> pointing at people like a weirdo. And uh, our, our tour manager is like, come off the stage and she just goes, you, you love everyone, Barry, do you? You love everyone. I was like, Yes, yes. Sorry, I'm sorry. And so, oh, uh, look, it was, uh, it was just the best night. Still buzzing, obviously. And you've got so many other gigs coming up as well. Um, so t- tell us about a few more where people can go and experience this magic as well that that happened in Vicar Street at the weekend. Yeah, well, we're just going to roll on now. We've um, we have our our St Luke's uh, residency in Cork in a few weeks, so it's uh, up there again with Vicar Street, one of my favourite venues, a big massive church uh, in Cork that we've um. We'll be taking over for four days. Um, I think three of the shows are sold out. There might be a few tickets left for the last one if anyone's looking to go on a Sunday night. Um, and then we have, we're going to Sligo. We're going to, uh, we have two, two nights sold out in Limerick and Dolan's. 
And what uh, what's the last one we have? I think that might be it. The oh, other gee. thing is is that uh, you're going to be playing. It's it's been announced to um, the Docklands is happening uh, next summer in Limerick. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to be there on the Friday with the orchestra, and you guys are there on Saturday. Because I was kind of, I you know, I was talking to the lads down in Dolans at the weekend. I was like, God, this might be worth making a long weekend and just camping out in Limerick. So uh, this is <laughs> absolutely it's going to be a big night for you guys. I know. I just saw your video. The announcement. Of your gig, I was like, oh my God, that's going to be like, I'm dreading that that's the night before ours because I'm going to try and try and keep a lid on it before our biggest show ever. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely going to have to go to it. Um, and then we've the National on the Sunday night I as know. well. So I'll look, it's such a class venue. We saw the Coronas there just before the, the pandemic kicked in a few years ago. And, um, you know, it's the it's kind of like the electric arena from Picnic just down in the Docklands in Limerick. And, uh, Look, we've been waiting for that gig for two years. It's our biggest gig ever, and I just cannot wait uh, to get back there. So, yeah, it's uh, next year. I think it's just gonna it's gonna be back with full force, isn't it? It uh, is. It it absolutely is. And, and the other great thing, I suppose, that maybe has happened for a lot of a lot of musicians is that they have maybe so much material now because they had all this time to work at home or in the studio or whatever it may be. I mean, was that something that you you guys did over the last eighteen months, or how did it go for you? Because some people weren't feeling maybe as inspired as they would normally. Yeah, I certainly wasn't for a long time. I found it really difficult. Um, you know, we just we just decided to take a break at the start, and you know, we've been uh, we've been living in each other's pockets for a few years now. So it was it was nice to take a break, and then, <laughs> um, it, but then you do you do find like I just started sitting at home playing my guitar and, and started writing a little bit more, and and uh, I di- I did towards the end of the pandemic. I was like, right, I'm feeling inspired now that I could see the light at the end of the tunnel. And we started writing and we started preparing our show. And um, so we've you know, we've loads of stuff built up and, you know, we're going to try and get into the studio early next year um, and get cracking on whatever is next. Um, and, you know, but I think for us, it's just getting out and playing our new album. That was the the thing that really blew me away with Saturday Night in Vicar Street is that it was the first time we got to play all these songs that we had just released for the first time. And, you know, we've been sitting on them for two years. So to, to see people singing them back to you was just the best feeling in the world. So from between now and uh, the end of the year, it's just keep doing that. Keep doing. Long may continue. The other thing, of course, that you have done is uh, you got a charity single out that's going to be played at the New Zealand match that you wrote uh, for your good friend, Anthony Foley. Tell us a little bit about this. Yeah, so, um, you know, Anthony, I suppose everyone knows, is a Munster, an Irish rugby legend. And uh, uh, I, I played with Anthony with Munster for years. And he, before that, he was one of my heroes growing up in Limerick and he went to the same school as me. And um you know anthony passed away hard to believe five years ago last month and um his sister orla asked me would i be able to write a song for him and uh eventually i managed to do it it's literally been one of the hardest things i've ever had to do in my life to Mm. try and write something um for someone of that stature and uh orla is just the most incredible person she's as stubborn and as uh as uh, spirited <laughs> as her brother was. Um, so she kept asking me and she herself has taken on a, a project called Orla's Wild Ways where she cycled 3,000 kilometers up the Wild Atlantic Way and raised over 10,000 euro for uh, three charities that Anthony was very close to. And um, she asked me to, to write a song for it. And 
I just managed to finish it just through the pandemic and uh, we recorded it last month and the RFU have been unbelievable. They've offered to play it at halftime with a, a video and a tribute to Anthony during the All Blacks game on Saturday. And uh, so there's, you know, you can check out um, um, my Facebook or my Instagram and you'll see the the link to the, the I Donate page where you can donate and download the song, um, whatever anyone can afford. It would, it would go a long way. And uh, anyone that's at the game on Saturday, I think they'll, they'll uh, get treated to, to beautiful tribute to Anthony. Oh, brilliant. And before we let you go, Barry, I have to ask you about your ultimate Hell Week experience. We were glued to our screens. I was sitting at home thinking, my God, how, how would anyone agree to go on this show? It looked just horrific. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking when I was watching, <laughs> watching it at home as well. Uh, oh, it was crazy. Like one of the best things I've ever done. Honestly, God, it was so hard, but so fulfilling. And, um, you know, who gets to jump out of a helicopter and uh, punch Andrew Trimble in the face uh, on, on national television? I would say, though, who wants to? I was I was looking at the night that he woke you all in your beds and then everyone was kind of all the people were brought outside and marched into that kind of like cave with the dropped into the water and oh, stripped well, down. And I just went, well, what? Yeah. Like, yeah. Get in the feckin' well. I'll never forget those words. <laughs> I was like, there's a well? Where's this well? Because we were sleeping next to the thing for three nights. We didn't even know it was there. And, oh, my God. They kept, Look, that, it, was, they kept yeah. it hidden from you. <laughs> well, listen, uh, before we let you go, just a reminder to people, uh, there's a few more dates left in the tour, including Belfast on the 18th of November. Uh, four nights in Cork, which were added. Also Sligo at home in Limerick all before Christmas hermitagegreen.com forward slash tour is where they can find it. We're going to play one of your tracks to finish. You've chosen this one. Tell us why you've chosen it before I play it. Yeah, look, it's it's a song that we released during the pandemic that probably wouldn't have gotten released as a single only for that we had time to release something. And I felt like it might be a poignant, uh, quieter song that might resonate with people. And that's kind of exactly the feedback we got. And look, it helped me throughout a lot of the pandemic where you're kind of a bit lost and uh, Saturday night in Vicker Street is the, you know, the first time playing in front of the, a Dublin audience and they sang every word. So it's kind of, it just gave me s- such a lift. So um, it's called Lake Winnipesaukee. And uh, yeah, this is kind of probably a, always going to be the pandemic song for me, which is kind of weird, but you know, so be it. So be it. Uh, and in a lovely way as well. We're going to play that now. Barry Murphy, Hermitage Green. Thank you so much. And uh, I'll hopefully see you beforehand. But if not, I will definitely see you uh, next summer down at the Docklands. All right. Daddy. Thanks so much, Jenny. Thanks a million, Barry. And Cheers. here it is, the song in question. This is Lake Winnipesaukee on 2FM. Here we go. Jenny Green. Weekdays from three on 2FM. The sound of the nation. The nation.